Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Gavin, I didn't say go collude with the Russians. I said that dude looks like a Russian. Ass. The following podcast contains... Are you cussing with me? No, you cussing with me? Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. Yeah, don't like you using foul language. No guns, no foul language, no red meat. And then we heard him saying all these mean things about Jews and using tons of foul language. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you decided to write a warm human interest story on Heydrich fucking Himmler, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, December 1st, 2017. Now you're just a Nazi that I used to know edition of the show, where we talk about the humanization of the inhuman. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Airy Ann's Air Purification. Are you tired of a polluted atmosphere corrupting the purity of your home? Do you wish to see a cleansing of the unterpollutants in your house? Try Airy Ann's Air Purification. We will sterilize your home from corruption and filth by sweeping up every single irritant and impurity and bring a clean, homogenous oxygen into your house. Cure the ills of atmospheric mixing with Airy Ann's final pollution solution, leaving only pristine inhalations of order and discipline where you live. Use the promo code WANC at checkout and don't save anything. None will be spared by Airy Ann's air purification. So they're marching today. What bums? The fucking Nazi party. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. The American tapestry is woven with so many brilliant threads. 
reflecting the myriad cultures and peoples that glommed together in what used to be called the Great American Melting Pot. This was what I was taught in middle school by a middle-aged burnout of a civics teacher who probably spent his nights with a bottle of vodka in one hand and a pistol in the other. As I've grown older, I've come to realize this mythology bears no more resemblance to reality than when George Lucas tried to shoehorn midichlorians into the Star Wars mythology. We're on to you, George. We know. It's just some shit somebody made up while really, really high. The reality of American culture is closer to, um, uh... Dangerous, dirty, tattooed, uncivilized. Your kind of people. If there ever were a melting pot, someone has pulled it off the fire and sold it for scrap metal to buy meth. The more accurate description of the American tapestry is a shit-stained comforter on the floor of an abandoned trailer home where junkies go to shoot up. But for some reason, a lot of well-meaning Americans, particularly the kind of well-meaning Americans who struggle to understand the vast difference between their enlightened, well-meaning coastal liberalism and the vast, gap-toothed, unwashed, stinking mass of morons that comprise such a huge swath of the American heartland. They're such good people, that's the truth. Salt of the earth. It eludes these folks that out there, among the empty hulks of abandoned shopping malls and the rusting hulks of empty factories, and clumped mostly around stock car tracks, is a roiling sea of stupidity, racism, xenophobia, and hypocrisy that you could be accurately described as... A lot of tattoos, a lot of teeth broken off at the gum line. The true face of America. Maybe this is why the New York Times felt the need to write a warm, feel-good piece about a fucking Nazi last weekend. Because, you know, if we could just understand them, we might be able to, um, what? I don't know, invite them over for wine and brie while we discuss Foucault next Sunday? That sounds awful. Yeah, I know, I've read Foucault. It's just as bad as it sounds. From the Times article titled Voice of Hate in the Heartland, we meet Tony Hovader. Quote, Tony and Maria Hovader were married this fall. They registered at Target. On their list was a muffin pan, a four-door dresser, and a pineapple slicer, unquote. That is the opening line of the article. You know, this is just me speaking here. But if I were going to write an article featuring an open, avowed fucking Nazi, the word pineapple slicer would not feature in the opening sentence. Maybe this is why I will never write for the Times, because I'm dead certain the opening line of my article would read, quote, Tony and Maria Hovader are disgusting human beings who embrace a vile ideology that killed millions and represents the antithesis of everything the United States stands for. I was just trying to be more accurate. Going back to the article, quote, he is the Nazi sympathizer next door, polite and low-key at a time the old boundaries of accepted political activity can seem alarmingly in flux. Most Americans would be disgusted and baffled by his casually approving remarks about Hitler, disdain for democracy, and belief that races are better off separate. But his tattoos are innocuous, pop culture references, a slice of cherry pie adorns one arm, an homage to the TV show Twin Peaks, he says he prefers to spread the gospel of white nationalism with satire, and he's a big Seinfeld fan. <laughs> yeah, if he likes Seinfeld, I mean, really, how much of a Nazi can he be? The Times article blathers on describing in banal terms Hovader's normal suburban life interspersed with snippets of his ideology, his mid-level ranking as a foot shoulder in the burgeoning American Nazi movement. Quote, 
He's not a star among the resurgent radical American right, so much as a committed foot soldier, an organizer, an occasional podcast guest on a website called Radio Aryan, and a self-described, quote, social media villain, unquote. Although in person, his Midwestern manners would please anyone's mother. Guess who's coming to dinner? Mom, Dad, meet Tony and Maria. They're Nazis. Oh, my, that is so interesting. So how did you become Nazis? Oh, really? Is that an open sign-up, or do you need to be referred? Give me a fucking break! Every fucking thing in the article is a stronger emetic than those pictures of Roy Burton's dick that floated around the internet last week. On Hitler, quote, I think he was a guy who really believed in his cause, he said of Hitler. He really believed he was fighting for his people and doing what he thought was right, unquote. On political reform, quote, his fascist ideal, he said, would resemble the early days of the United States when power was reserved for landowners. And you know, normies didn't really have a whole hell of a lot to say, unquote. On pop culture, he spoke dispassionately about the injustice of affirmative action, the malice directed toward white people in popular media, and about the how cartoon comedy King of the Hill was the last TV show to portray a straight white male patriarch in a positive light. What the hell kind of country is this where I can only hate a man if he's white? I was not the only person to find this article a, uh... What a pile of shit. Indeed, the Times was immediately called out for normalizing Nazis, which has become all too common a word in 2017 as we struggle to make the unthinkable into just a Tuesday. The Times pinned a reply to the criticism in the sort of sullen tone a teenager takes when their shit is called out by an exasperated parent. Quote, our reporter and his editors agonized over the tone and content of the article. The point of the story was not to normalize anything, but to describe the degree to which hate and extremism have become far more normal in American life than many of us want to think, unquote. Richard Fawcett, the author who penned the story, tried to reply to the outcry. Quote, what prompted him to take his ideas beyond his living room, beyond the chat rooms, and on to Charlottesville, where he marched in August along allies like the Neo-Confederate League of the South and the Detroit-based National Socialist Movement, which builds itself as America's premier white civil rights organization? Where was his rosebud? Unquote. Well, gee, Rich, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's a sick fucking shit with no morals or no basic human fucking decency. And, and I'm just spitballing here. There's no magic fucking sled that makes a person a Nazi. It is the utter failure of human morality and decency that makes a modern person in 2017 America a fucking Nazi. This is not the failing days of the Weimar Republic in Germany, not yet anyway, which was a country crippled by war debt, the Great Depression, and centuries of culturally ingrained anti-Semitism. This is the 21st century in the richest fucking country the world has ever seen. This fuckwit has never experienced privation or even real loss. He's a fucking mewling sack of shit who, through a combination of racism, stupidity, and hate, blames innocent fucking people for the unpleasant truth of his being a fucking loser. There's no great secret why we now have this space of drooling fucknuts cropping up like herpes blisters all over the country? They're shitty people! Portentous but pithy. I got it. 
oh, I am sick and tired of people, most of them liberals, bending over backwards to make excuses for shitty people in this country, and then giving them a microphone like it was Wednesday's ladies' night at Kenny's Karaoke Hideaway, and they're about to butcher the escape song. If you like pina coladas <coughs> and cleansing ethics names, <coughs> if you're not into Jew boys, <coughs> then you have half a brain. <coughs> have to admit, it's kind of catchy. Fuck that. The Nazis, the Neo-Confederates, the Proud Boys, the Red Pillars, the men's rights activists, and every single motherfucker in Alabama that will go down net next week to elect a child molester to the Senate are not some misunderstood, disenfranchised, economically frustrated individuals. They're shitty people. That's not hard. The only Good thing about this Hovader, the fucking Nazi article, is he lost his job after being profiled in the Times. Because, you know, it's fine to hire an unashamed Nazi who stands around spitting out nuggets of Aryan wisdom to the boys and the girls, but it's another thing to have people know you hired a fucking Nazi to do your welding and fucking serve your sandwiches, I guess. From the Friday article in the Times, a Nazi sympathizer who was profiled recently in the New York Times and his wife, brother-in-law, have all lost their jobs. After the article prompted an outpouring of hostility to the restaurant that employed them, both he and the restaurant said, <laughs> Let me break out the... The world's smallest violin. Sorry about using Charlie Sheen there. I know he's a real piece of shit. The venue that he was fired from, some restaurant that I'm not even going to fucking name, released a statement, quote, Due to these very disturbing threats, the employee who was featured in the article suggested that we release him from employment. We've done so and have also released his wife and her brother, who also worked for us. We felt it was necessary to fully sever the relationship with them in hopes to protect our other 20 employees from the verbal and social media threats being made from individuals all over the country and as far as Australia. We neither encourage nor support any form of hate within our establishment, unquote. And it is wrong to threaten people with, with violence for hiring a Nazi. Being a Nazi, I'm not so sure. But it's also pretty fucking objectionable to hire a fucking Nazi. It's not like this guy was subtle about him being a fucking Nazi. Oh, well, really? Uh, Tony, a Nazi? I mean, I never knew. I mean, he had them Hitler t-shirts and would frequently and unironically shout, See Kyle all the time. But a Nazi? I had no idea. Because no Tony the Nazi scumfuck lost his job, he also had to move out of his house because he couldn't pay the rent. But hey, I know. I know. Don't worry. Because he's got GoyFundMe. GoyFundMe. Something that I wish I made up as a very unfunny joke, but it is literally an anti-Semitic GoFundMe. Nazi assholes. So my sympathy bucket for the Aryan shitbag has a giant fucking hole in the bottom. And this is where I would usually head off into a way back talking about some historical parallel that illuminates the point that I'm trying to make. I even had a thought that America might need a denazification project of our own like we did to Germany and Austria after World War II. You know, where we winnowed through those societies to find the Nazis useful to us and shit can the rest. But I'm not going down this route because this is not Germany! This is America. And our problem with these people is not how they were swayed by bad people and a bad ideology for the purposes of political power. It's exactly the opposite. We have people in political power using these the worst people among us for their own gains. Or, or ironically, after years of using them as their base, they're now so afraid of them, they can't cross them. 
Our problem is that we have this tiny minority of intense scum that's floating on the top of a deep well of shitty people that dominate the great idiotic unwashed. And if I sound like an elitist liberal, fuck you, I am one. Because my elitism is structured around the ideals of a greater society, the elevation of all peoples, not lifting up a tiny subset of bedwitting dim fucks who feel that they are free to brain brown people for their own shitty decisions. Tony Horvader never lost a fucking thing to a minority or an immigrant. Anything Tony Hovader lost, he threw the fuck away himself. He's not a victim of liberal culture tearing down traditional institutions like the church to enact a new secular social structure where white men are at the bottom. Tony made shitty decisions. Maybe he smoked too much weed in school or played too many video games. Maybe Tony never read a fucking book that didn't have tits on the cover. Maybe Tony is just an immoral dipshit with no human compassion or empathy. No matter what, I don't give a fuck about Tony Hovader or anyone like him. We have a fucking president that is retweeting fascists, cozying up to dictators around the world, openly planning ethnic cleansing on a scale not seen since the 1940s while courting the affections of Nazis and racists in a manner that would make George fucking Wallace blush. We are in the midst of a crisis of conscience in this country, and conscience is fucking losing. Decency and humanity are under assault in the way that the fundamentalists used to claim was caused by the gays. Only now the fundies are in power, and they're the ones actually doing it. I never met a single gay person who wanted to expel the straights. They just wanted the straight people to acknowledge their fucking humanity. And maybe, maybe that's just what Tony wants too. So fine, Tony the Nazi Hovader. I acknowledge your humanity. You, sir, are a human being. A disgusting human being that should be ashamed of himself. But you, sir, are all too fucking human. I'm exhausted by this. I'm exhausted by the past two years and the sort of things I thought were dead and buried, only to find the New York fucking Times trotting out articles showing me the human face of hate. Motherfucker, you don't think I see the human face of hate when I hear the people that I love parrot some affront to human decency spewed from the shit-stained rim of Donald Trump's lips? You don't think I see the banality of evil when that evil is the cross for the table for me during a fucking holiday dinner? Do you don't think that I see how easy it is to accept someone's wildly fallacious worldview because it's just so much simpler to let it go, just ignore it, and hope that it goes away than it is to start yet another family fucking fight? Or, you know, you don't, you don't think I know what it's like to be called a bully for the simple act of pointing out the undeniable truth that is somehow still denied to the people I've known for nearly five decades. I see it all the goddamn time. I don't need a puff peach on page one to tell me that these people exist. They're everywhere, and they are rapidly becoming accepted and acceptable in society. Motherfucker, I see it. I see it. Okay, how about writing a piece on how to deal with them? Want to help me, New York Times? Tell me how I get a 70-year-old woman with a ninth grade education and a lifetime of experience to the contrary to turn off Fox fucking news and stop spreading Russian propaganda sites on Facebook like this with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is some fucking news I can use. Oh, God. I think that's it for our show this week. Oh, fuck. The Flynn news broke after I'd finished the script. And I could have done a show on it. But you know what? No. I'm going to let it sit for a week because this is what I do now. Because shit breaks all the time and i got to let this shit distill. Pickle in my brain like my liver and my guts from the whiskey that I drink just to get through the fucking day. Oh, 
God, I'm just overwhelmed by it all. I, I honest wish we could just hit pause for the month of December. Just call a Christmas truce so we can all stop, decompress, and then come back in January with cooler heads. Instead of, I've got a Congress literally robbing the poor to pay the rich, like some back-ass Robin Hood. I feel like I'm watching the country I love swirl the drain like a chunk of turd caught in a loop of an eternally running toilet bowl. This is what I have to deal with over Christmas? Want to give me a fucking Christmas miracle? Just hit pause. Just let it stop for a few fucking weeks so I can watch the new Star Wars. Eat some fucking food with my parents without constantly jabbing a fork into my thigh to keep me from screaming at them like I'm doing an episode of this podcast. But this isn't going to happen because there's no Santa, no Jesus, and any shepherds in this story are just three sheep fuckers toting a cross to burn on the lawn of a black family. Another Festivus miracle! So, you know, rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast. Maybe there's someone out there who's thinking about writing a puff piece about Klansmen that we might stop before it hits a fucking webpage. Follow the show on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast and the show name on Facebook. And all the shows are www.whatthehellpodcast.com. The show name is also on SoundCloud. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the Minchie producer Gavin, and all the fictional Antifa on this show, we want to say, you didn't have to cut me off. You didn't have to hurt me so. But now I guess you're just a Nazi that I used to know. We'll see you all next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.